Welcome to Spring of Life. My name is Mike Luzinski, and I serve as the lead pastor here. I'm so glad you're taking the time to grow in your faith through scripture, preaching, and the conversations on our podcast. Mark 12:28 through 34. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well, and so he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of religious law replied, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as well. This is more important than to offer all the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, my name is Michelle Blanco, Director of Discipleship, in case you're new here. Um, so I usually make myself known quite a bit. So surely, if you're new, now you, now you know me. And so uh, welcome to Spring of Life. And uh, it is a joy and pleasure. Hi, Mercedes. She's waving at me. Um, <clears throat> it is a joy and pleasure for me to be here to do the sermon for you today. To, on the greatest commandment, love God and love neighbor. Um, and it is, there's, as I was approaching this passage, my glasses are getting foggy. There's so much going on uh, in this. I was like, where, what angle do I take? What do I do? Like, there's like, there's like the drama that's going on between the scribes and Jesus and, and the asking questions and the scribe testing Jesus and then Jesus testing the scribe and no one dared ask him a question after that. What's that all about? You know, and the fact that the scribe says this is more important than burnt offerings and sacrifices. There's the hero Israel. Our God is one. I mean, there's just so many different ways to slice, to slice this. And so, but for, for now, what we're going to focus on, so I've decided to kind of create more of a focus to this passage. And we're going to focus on what it means to love. And so, so we're going to backtrack before love your God and love your neighbor. What does love mean? And so um, in English, the word love is used in many different contexts <clears throat> and has many different meanings, like I love those shoes. Phil, I love that dress, orange. It's just fabulous. Wave, wave at me, Phil, so everybody knows your, sees your lovely dress. Um, and so for those of you that didn't get the memo, orange was the color of today. So sorry for those of you that didn't get that. I love those shoes. I love Harry Potter books, or I love my husband, I love my children, 
I love my mom. I mean, there's just so many ways to use the word love in English. And so my question, now that the kids are here, is what do you love? Like, I love cheese fries. Forgot about that one. So cheese fries, uh, shoes, orange dresses, etc. Kids, what do you love? They have a hand back there. What, what was that? Dogs. A dog. A dog. Any dog? Their dog. Name? Nina. Okay. Loves Nina. Mercedes? What was that? Chocolate. That's my girl. <laughs> Literally. Yes. Your mom, your brother, and your dad? Yes, all three. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave one out. That would be awkward. Uh-huh. It was, okay, back there. Your best friend? Your pet? Fish. You know what? I'm actually getting over a double ear infection, so thank you for the help because this ear is still recovering. <clears throat> Anybody else? Yes? Family and friends. Good, good. Yes? Your bed. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. Your pet fish and your family. Is that right? Yes. Your pet dog. Good. Like the shout out. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Family and friends. Okay, more? Uh-huh. People really want to share what they love. No, no, no. You can, you can answer. Mm-hmm. G-O. <laughs> so we'll let, we'll, we can, okay, one more. All right. Your cousins? Awesome. <laughs> I like the Jesus one. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> since that is the theme of, of our sermon, right? <laughs> today. And so now since we are a church that also has a significant number of Spanish speakers, and it works really well with my sermon, I will read part of the verse in Spanish. Uh, starting from verse 29, el primero es, escucha Israel, el Señor nuestro Dios, el Señor uno es, y amarás al Señor tu Dios con todo tu corazón, con toda tu alma, con toda tu mente, y con todas tus fuerzas. El segundo es este, amarás a tu prójimo como a ti mismo. Now, in Spanish, the word amar means to love. It's on the thing. All right? So, and it's strictly, but the thing is, it's strictly reserved for people. So, you can't use the word amar to say, I love cheese fries. For the Spanish speakers, what word would you use to say you love cheese fries? Well, what? Me gusta, but you love me encanta, right? <laughs> Me gusta as I like cheese fries. Me encanta. All right? And so, so we have different words. Like if you wanted to say I love you to like a close friend or a friend, you would probably use the verb querer, like te quiero. So we have several different ways to say I love, but in English, you just have the one way. So that is why it is very important for us to discover what does it mean in this verse, right? Because this is neither English nor Spanish. 
And so while Spanish gives you better options to how to express love, neither language really truly captures what love means in this passage. Um, So what does Jesus mean in this context, culture, language, when he talks about love? And you can go to the next slide. So this is a copy. I'm not going to make you pronounce it or pronounce it myself for just, you know, just letting you know. It means to love. To love in the New Testament, usually the active love of God, God's son, and God's people, and the active love God's people are to have for God, each other, and even enemies. The key word there is active, right? And so one of the things I've learned over the years, and I wasn't ver- necessarily verbally taught this, is that the love, uh, the bar for Christian love is very high, actually. Um, and we often miss the mark. I learned this from Jesus' words and actions in John 15, 12, and it says, love each other as I have loved you. Before Jesus was even crucified, he said this, right? We know that Jesus loved the disciples because of how he treated them. Uh, He called them, and despite their lack of credentials, he taught them, he empowered them, he gave them a voice. Jesus loved all his followers with his deeds, even more so than with his words. In fact, his words was kind of confusing sometimes, to be honest. (laughs) He provided for the material needs of the crowds in the form of food and healing. He acted in miracles. He was present for those who were suffering and grieving. He uplifted and valued women in a culture that would not. He welcomed children. We cannot claim love for one another or God if we are unwilling to act. We cannot claim love for one another if we are not willing to be interrupted for the sake of one another. We have opportunities to feed, for example. We have opportunities to feed, to clothe, to be present, to grieve with, to rejoice with, to lavish encouragement on others, to share a meal with each other, to have God draw our hearts toward love. So what does it mean to love God and love our neighbor? So I was part of the team that helped, come, that helped put together this new mission statement, which is... I know it's coming back to you, so I'm going to give you another chance. Because Pastor Mike is not allowed to say it. <laughs> okay, what's the mission statement? Wonderful. You did it. And we're going to do it one more time just because I didn't hear each and every single one of you say it, okay? And if you're new here, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, So it is embracing all to become vessels of God's overflowing grace. So one of the things we recognize is that we in this church have a unique and special place uh, and location in this community, Right? We're one of the only actual physical buildings kind of, uh, that is a church around here. Um, and we have an opportunity to make a significant difference to those around us, and we do not want to squander that opportunity. So a few of us visited United Against Poverty to help with, gro- with shelving groceries. Um, and you can put that picture up for the, um, yeah. There we are. So United Against Poverty is the, the place where these cranberry cans are going. And so I don't know if they all had to be like the, the jellied or the, the whole cranberry, because I know that there's a, 
there's a controversy regarding whether you choose the whole cranberry or the jelly, but it doesn't matter. And so I can attest there was no cranberry sauce there. <clears throat> so, um, so it was just really good to be able to be there. Um, it was really friendly for the kids because even for the kids, you get, and the adults, you get to draw thank you notes for the supporters with crayons and markers and all of that. And so, um, and so we want to provide more of these opportunities. We want to hear your stories of how you are embracing grace. Um, if you want to lift up a fellow church member, because a lot of times, you know, we don't want to talk about, our, you know, the things that we did, um, and which is totally normal, but I think one of the best things we can do is actually lift up each other. What did so-and-so do for me? <laughs> what did... What did my husband do for me? What did you do for your family members? What are you doing for your other church members? What are you doing in your community? And we want to be able to lift up and really provide and really have it more at the forefront of your mind. What can I do to make a difference where we are right now? How can I leave Spring of Life better than how it was before I came? And so, um, so I want to put up this link. And I'm gonna, we're going to um, next... Um, Embrace the Grace slide, which is going to come up soon. Soon. Yes, there it is. And so please take out your phones. <clears throat> this is going to involve audience participation. <clears throat> so, and if you don't know what a QR code is or how to use one, just raise your hand and someone from Gen Z will run right up to you and help you out. So, otherwise, you can just go to the e-news, and there's a link to the same form there. And so, what we want to do is we want to have you, you know, a lot of times, you know, when you go to church, you go out the door, and everything that you said you were going to do, you forgot. I know because I am the most guilty person <laughs> when it comes to this. I am um, I'm really bad at just going out the door and be like, what's for lunch, right? <laughs> and so, um, I want to be able to just provide a space to, for you to love on each other by way of words, encouragement, what you see around you, what you notice about those around you, what you notice about this community, what, um, what things have your children done to help their friends at school, um, anything like that that would be helpful to us, um, that would be helpful to this community, helpful to this church, um, and how each one of us shares our gifts in such incredible ways. And so... Um, I'm going to leave, the, we're going to leave the slide up until the end of the sermon, okay, which I'm almost done. Lastly, I want to encourage those getting confirmed today as they take their vows and remind them what these vows are, are vows of action. It's not merely about being part of the community or participating in social events. It's not about passivity. We cannot be passive about renouncing the spiritual forces of wickedness and rejecting the evil powers of this world and repenting of our sin. We cannot be passive about accepting the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. We cannot be passive in confessing Jesus Christ as our Savior and putting our whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church in Christ that God has opened to people of all nations, uh, ages, and races. We cannot be passive about faithfully participating in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. And we cannot be passive, all of us, 
about nurturing one another in Christian faith and life. So please pray with me. God, thank you so much for this church. Thank you for calling each and every one of us, not just to be members, but to actually want to show your love in active ways because we cannot have love without this action. We cannot show love to our neighbor. We cannot show love to our families. We cannot show love to you without action, without being able to use our bodies that you've given us to do good, as much good, as much as we can. So God, thank you for the calling. Thank you for your love and that you call us to a higher form of Christian love. And I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. If you have questions or wanna talk further about this message, I'd love the chance to talk with you. Visit us online at springchurch.org connect or email me at pastormike at springchurch.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.